Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This episode of the Power Ranking Show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for basketball, football, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and the easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games that are available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And that, of course, is the voice of at Marcus underscore Mosher. We are coming to you Super Bowl week. We uh, obviously we didn't do a power rankings this week. I don't know, really know what we'd rank. <laughs> well, we're <laughs> kind of going to do one of the Chiefs, right. too. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, we uh, we've. We've got a lot of thoughts on the Super Bowl, uh, some both on the game and kind of a little bit 500 foot view that we talked about on the phone that I want to share with all you guys because I think it's really interesting. Um, but, you know, obviously the big game is this weekend. We hope you all have really, really great plans. Uh, I, I kind of want to start the podcast off here, Marcus, with the 500 foot view. Uh, do you do you think that people care about the outcome of the Super Bowl? More than I, just say it's a Super Bowl, it's like a holiday kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Well, you and I discuss this every year whether people care if the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year or not. And I think that was a little bit of a weird year because the Eagles have already they already got their Super Bowl in 2017. So that mm-hmm. kind of storyline was eliminated. The Chiefs have already won with Patrick Mahomes once in their friend or once in that kind of uh tenure, right? Mm-hmm. So it was one of those, like, yeah, it was a good game but I don't think people were having much discussions afterwards. I think this one's different. If Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs win, this will be a back-to-back Super Bowl wins. It's the, it's the third Super Bowl in the Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Mahomes era. It's a big deal. Now we're starting to talk about them as one. Are they a dynasty, right? If the 49ers win, Kyle Shanahan gets over the hump. The 49ers get their sixth Super Bowl tying the Pittsburgh Steelers, surpassing the Dallas Cowboys. And, we get this story of Brock Purdy going from Mr. Irrelevant to Super Bowl winner. So I, I do think this one matters a lot. So basically what you're saying is it kind of ended up being true that nobody really ended up caring about last year's Super Bowl. I, I You know, about a month later, I, you know, for our older listeners, and I don't mean like a lot older, just maybe, you know, uh, if you've been watching football for, say, 30 years, 25 years, something like that. Um, maybe not even that long ago. It used to be when a team would take on a team like Kansas City, it'd always be like taking on the defending champs. Nobody calls the Chiefs the defending champs, like because it just doesn't have the same oomph to it. And I I don't know quite why that is, but have you heard anyone refer to the Chiefs as the defending champs? I, I haven't. Well, I think a big Even though reason, they are, I, I I'm pretty sure I saw the number today that there's only 12 players left from the Chiefs team that won the Super Bowl last year. That's how much turnover is on this roster already, right? That can't uh, be right. 12? Well, you think about it, they completely revamped their wide receiver core for the most part. 
right? Like Juju Smith-Schuster was a big option last year. Uh, the defense it, is a lot of new guys. They lost two offensive linemen. Two offensive uh, linemen. Maybe it was maybe the stat was maybe it's twelve starters from last year. I think that's what it is because yeah. if you think the running backs, tight end, still the same, quarterback, still the same, three of the offensive linemen are well, still so, the same. I think it's only two because both offensive tackles have been replaced. No Joe Thune this week as well because of an injury. So you've okay, got okay. only two of the five offensive linemen from last year. Right. You've got two defensive linemen from last year, uh, multiple defensive backs. I think it's twelve starters, and then of well, course you've got uh, the kicker and punter are the same. Yeah. yeah. I know you care about that. Immensely. But still, I mean, that that is a fairly significant, uh, you know, change. And I think that's why people don't call them the defending Super Bowl I champs. Even I think that's what it is, too. Yeah, it, it, it's just a weird thing. This is their Ford Super Bowl. <coughs> Excuse me. In five years. Oh, my gosh. That was violent. That was that was ridiculous uh, sneeze there. Um, that made me my hair look like a headbanger there for a second you know i look like i just went to uh megadeth concert we're keeping this in uh, by the way we're, we're keeping the sneeze into the podcast um, have you ever heard a megadeth song no can you name a heavy metal song uh heavy metal does acdc count as heavy metal no hard rock try again uh does under oath count as heavy metal <laughs> Uh, anyways, let's get back to the Super Bowl. Can oh I yeah, tell, let's get back. Can yes. I tell you why I'm excited for the Super Bowl? Uh, I don't know, but if we were talking about like the movie Heat, you'd be like, oh yeah, let's say take a seven minute derail in the podcast. But you're <laughs> so, so uh, predictable, man. What, okay, what are the, go ahead. One of the reasons I'm excited for the Super Bowl is because I always like to push a narrative out there that helps back up a point that I believe in. Right. Yeah, so one of the yeah. One of the things that I've been really pushing over the last year is uh, most of the Super Bowl champion running backs, their leading rushers, just don't get paid a lot. You look at the the percentage of the cap that the last 10 Super Bowl running backs have accounted for. It's ridiculous. I'll run through it really quickly. Isaiah Pacheco, 0.3%. Cam Akers, 0.8%. Uh, mm. Leonard Fournette. 1.2%. Damian Williams, 0.9%. Sony Michelle, 1%. LeGarrette Blunt, 0.7%. LeGarrette Blunt again, 0.6%. CJ Anderson, 0.4%. LeGarrette Blunt, 0.2%. So, needless to say, I'm rooting for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl here to keep that percentage as low as possible. You know, again, going back a little bit, um, in 93, when Emmett Smith won the MVP and league MVP, and then he won Super Bowl MVP. He was the first, uh, excuse me, 92 was actually the year. 92, he led the NFL in rushing, and he won the Super Bowl. And that was the first time a rushing leader had ever been on a team that won the Super Bowl. And then he did it again in 93, and then he did it again in 95. Um, and it was considered such a wow. Like, I can't believe a team that's won the Super Bowl has never had the rushing leader on their team. And now we, that's like the last thing we would expect. Which, you by know? the way, that would happen this year if the 49ers won the Super Bowl. Right, right. So weird. In, in a time when the running back is so devalued, the fact that the rushing leader would be on the Super Bowl, you know, winner nobody in cares. the first 26, what's that? And said nobody would care, right? And nobody would care. In the first 26 Super Bowls, when running was such a huge part of the NFL, none of the rushing champs were ever on the, uh, on the Super Bowl champ. That, that, that is really strange. Um, so just kind of going back to this 500 foot view real quick. 
I feel like this Super Bowl does have a little juice to it because of the historical relevance already, which you just alluded to with Kansas City. I mean, I, I think what we're looking at is, you know, Packers team in the 60s, Steelers 70s, 49ers 80s, Cowboys 90s, Patriots 2000s and 2010s. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I I I saw Marshawn Lynch on the Club Shay Shay podcast mm-hmm. and they were, you know, reliving the entire play and you know, if you guys aren't familiar, Marshawn Lynch <laughs> didn't get the ball on second and goal from the one yard line. If you aren't familiar with that, you must be like one listener we have that was living under a rock. But there was there was debate about whether Seattle would be the team of the 2010s had they won that Super Bowl. And that Super Bowl now has a lot of historical relevance. Mm-hmm. That is a Super Bowl that has really lived on, not just because of the Malcolm Butler play, which was phenomenal, but because of the the kind of aftermath all that being said i feel like that's a little overrated because even if seattle wins that super bowl okay marcus they win two in a row they still have to pay russell wilson they still lose all those guys that they had because they had to pay their quarterback and if the patriots win the three out of four that they do in in uh or the ones in 16 and they won again in 18 and they go to the one in 17 are the seahawks the team of the decade it's hard to say because that play just fractured so much of that team, right? The interception that Russell Wilson threw, um, the defense really never got over it. Uh, there was a really good piece piece by Seth Wickersham on ESPN talking about like the practices uh, the next season and how Russell Wilson and the defense, they just, they were basically fighting against each other in every single practice. That team was never the same. After that loss, you just wonder if they were to win that game, maybe you see some players stay on cheaper deals to try to make this a, a three-peat or something like that. So that's why it's a little hard to say, eh, they wouldn't have been the same if even if they won the Super Bowl. I'd like to circle back to that play again another time uh, because I actually can see the logic of what they did. Um, but it doesn't mean I totally agree with it, but I saw a good podcast with uh, Richard Sherman and Pete Carroll talking about the play all these years later. My my point is that New England went to the Super Bowl in 2011, 2014, 2016, 2017, and 2018. If they go two and three in those Super Bowls and Seattle goes two and oh, I don't see how Seattle is the team of the decade. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, Just because they beat, not. you know. Yeah. Um, either way, it, it's an interesting conversation, but right now it's looking like Kansas City is, you know, going to be the team of the 2020s. And they, of course, uh, already won the Super Bowl after the 2019 season. Um, you look at this game. Uh, well, first of all, uh, you're about to give the odds. I know you look at this game. Do you feel like the opinion about it has changed a lot in terms of whether Kansas City has a real shot, whether they should be favored, or do you feel like it's been pretty steady? So we've seen some pretty significant uh, line movement. So courtesy of our friends at Bet Online, we've seen that most of the public is actually betting on the Chiefs to win this game. The 49ers are two-point favorites. It's like 80% of the public is betting on the Chiefs and bet online and other sports books have not moved that line at all since the first day. It seems like they're very confident in this, uh, the 49ers to cover that two point spread. And I tend to agree with them, Elliot. The first, so I looked at the, the spread after the uh, championship games 
Um, and the original line, cause I never look at the lines, you know, this, mm -hmm. but I was curious and I was trying to explain to my friend kind of how it all worked. Cause he's not a big, uh, football gambling person, um, either. And the spread was two and a half 49ers by two and a half. This is the night after the yep, championship. Yep, yep. Um, and the over under was total was 47 and a half, which is the same right now that has not yeah. moved. And my thought then was boy that those are both really good and i i could see the public going kansas city but there's no way i'd bet on that total i think that total is perfect that's right what i would have picked in fact i tried to guess it with him and i guessed within a half point um you and i both think the score of this game is going to be around like 24 to 21 24 22 something like that right mm-hmm I keep thinking just San not a lot of wiggle 24, room. 23. Okay. So right now, as we stand here today, the books have it at minus two. Jeez. So it's moved a half point since the night after the game. Usually this, there's more but, movement after the night after. But I want to, I want to mention this again. That is despite 80% of the public betting on the chiefs uh, to cover that spread. I, I got to say, you know, you're basically when you when you pick an underdog to, you know, in, in, in a game that they're they're an underdog by two points, you're basically picking them to win the game. Yes. Yep. If this is three and a half, totally different conversation. I know that sounds silly. What's what's a point and a half? It's huge. It's it huge because you could easily see San Francisco winning this game by a field goal. And if they they're favored by three and a half and they win by a field goal and you bet on the Niners, you lose, you know, that that's the point. But at two points, you're basically saying, yeah, Kansas City's going to win. Cause what are the chances that San Francisco is going to win by a point? That said, I, I keep thinking the score of this game is going to be 24, 23 San Francisco. <laughs> so you are leaning for the 49ers to win this game as well. Correct. Yes. And, but I'm not, for some reason, I'm having a real hard time saying I would bet on them to cover I hate both of these. I honestly, if you're betting for fun, take Kansas city, take Kansas city to cover this. Cause they, I think this is 50 50 that they win. So basically I'm saying this game's a push in my mind almost. Uh, and like we just explained two points favoring the Niners by two points and you're betting on Kansas city is basically betting on Kansas city to win the 47 and a half to me is impossible. I, I, that is so on the money. That might be the best total they've done all year. Um, I, it's hard to go over that. Uh, make the case. Make the case for going over it and betting your money on that. On the total, yeah. These are really two really good offenses with two of the, probably the best play callers in the league. It's in a dome. Uh, you look at like Patrick Mahomes is passer rating when he's playing indoors in a dome and it's just absurd. And you look at the 49ers defense, like they really struggled against Jordan love and Jared Goff. Why couldn't Mahomes score 27 points? Like, can, can he score 13 and a half points a, a half? Absolutely. And if he does that, I, I feel pretty confident that the 49ers are going to score 24 plus points yeah, as well. Yeah. That's yeah. why I would lean over. So, I, I think your strongest point, frankly, is that it's in a dome. I mean, I think that's extremely helpful here. Um, Kansas City's got a great kicker, too, we should mention. Excellent range. Mm -hmm. You can get three or four field goals right there. I mean, 
if the Chiefs score two touchdowns and they get four Butker field goals, you're already at 26, right? We should also mention these are two of the best red zone offenses in the league. Like when they yeah. get inside the 20, they, they typically score touchdowns and they're also aggressive. Like they're not going to settle for a bunch of short field goals. They're going to go for scores and that's going to probably help push that total up. So I actually agree with you. I, if I had to make a case for one or the other and you just want to bet, you know, 20 bucks for fun, I would take the over, but I'd like to make the case for the under to you right now. Uh, even though in this particular instance, I don't really like it. This is why I think it's so hard to bet any more than 20 bucks on this uh, and not bet seriously on the total. The Chiefs defense, every time you've thought, oh yeah, but that team's got a really good offense. They're going to look what that defense did to Baltimore. I mean, and you could say, well, Baltimore moved the ball. Hey, moving the ball, you know, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas, man. Like Kansas City gets takeaways at the right time. They get pressure at the right time. They have an incredibly clutch interior player. And we know pressure in your face is a totally different deal. This would be Brock Purdy dealing with pressure in his face. Uh, totally different deal. The 49ers talent up front is so good and we still haven't seen it play to its absolute best. I don't think they did against Detroit. And if they play at their best and Kansas city's defense even plays an average game for what they've done this year, they're not going to reach over 47 and a half. Here's why I'm tempted to take the over and, and why I'm going to take the 49ers to win this game. Okay. Kyle Shanahan's offense is really all about finding a player or two that he can attack and go at relentlessly. Um, he loves to pick on linebackers and put them in conflict. And the only games that the 49ers have had trouble on offense this year are games when they go, have gone against some really good linebacking course, whether that's the Ravens with Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, whether it's the Browns with Jeremiah Usu-Koromora, uh, the Bengals, who have Logan Wilson and Pratt, those are the teams that are hard for them to beat because they just don't have guys that can be exposed in coverage. Not going to be the case against the Chiefs. Nick Bolton is not somebody who is great in coverage, and neither is Willie Gay. I just have a hard time believing that those two linebackers are going to be able to cover George Kittle across the middle of the field, Debo Samuel on drag routes. So I think we're going to see a lot of Christian McCaffrey as a receiver it's why I just don't trust the Chiefs defense in this game as much as I did against the Ravens or the Bills. You know, I know if we go the other the other side, uh Chiefs offense, I know uh that Patrick Mahomes has maybe the best arm in the game. He's got a rubber band arm, man. Mm -hmm. And we've seen him time and again time and time again take shots down the field. Even this year, uh gosh, I remember the game against Philadelphia. He made some ridiculous throws down the field you know, and he's always capable of doing that. But if I'm Kansas city, the one piece of tape I want to study over and over and over and over again is Bengals at San Francisco. Mm -hmm. I don't know what week that was. I want to say probably back around week seven, Marcus week eight, it was somewhere around there. And I, I like the idea of using Pacheco and getting the ball out of his hands, out of Mahomes' hands quickly. A lot of hot reads, why option to the tight end? Um, of course, here's the thing, though. The wide receivers have got to be able to make route adjustments, and that has been an issue. The wide receiver core has been such an issue for them. Yep. 
But I think doing that more than trying to throw the ball down the field and holding the ball, I think that's where Kansas City is going to get in trouble, even though Mahomes is so good at the intermediate and deep passes. I agree with you. Like you want to see, catch the ball, throw it. Probably a ton of screens, a ton of like little sit down routes to Travis Kelsey. Like I think the ideal Patrick Mahomes game is like 32 of 40 for 270 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, right? Where he can basically use the passing attack as their version of the rushing attack and, and just keep San Francisco's offense off the field. We know Mahomes can play that style. And I, frankly, I, I that's what I expect from Andy Reid in his offense. As soon as, and now I'm not, I'm not saying every pass has to be like that, but if he runs some routes that are even uh, little skinny posts over the seam, um, as soon as you see, as soon as he sees Fred Warner's 54 turn balls, Mahomes out. should take off, Yeah, take off, do his little Fred Flintstone in his car runs. That's what he looks like to me. Every time he runs, he's like Fred Flintstone when he's, uh, he just, he's the most unathletic athletic quarterback sometimes to me. Uh, but he's so effective at it. I yep. think that's their, their ticket to winning. I have a lot of respect for Warner and Greenlaw. Uh, I do. But I think that's the way the Chiefs can beat them. Is there a Chiefs receiver that you think could could end up being a uh, a hidden star in this game? I think Rashi Rice is going to have a, a huge game for all the reasons you just mentioned. He's the guy out of the slot that you can throw a three yard sit to and have him take it eleven yards. Now that doesn't seem like a huge difference, but in a game that's going to be predicated on a lot of short, accurate passes, you're going to need your guys to make plays after the catch. He's the X factor for me. Juju Smith-Schuster in the the Super Bowl last year played a really good game. Like he was maybe the reason why the Chiefs won that game. He dominated out of the slot. I think Rashi Rice is going to have to do the same. He was so good. That's why he wasn't back this year. So um... <laughs> he was good in that game. I think it's more of the yeah. he got thirty three million for the Patriots. Yeah, by the way, I gave you such a softball question there. Like you were going to pick a different receiver than Rice. Um, Okay, let's circle back. So it sounds like we're both – yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Don't even get me started there. (laughs) Every single time he got the ball, every time uh, against Buffalo, oh, my gosh, it was awful. Um, Okay, so – we're both kind of leaning over here. I, I'm not look if you're if you want to be a big fish uh, gambling, go go to the blackjack table. Do not bet on the total in this game. But if you want to have some fun, I would go with the over if you're going to do it. Let's circle back to the spread. I, I'm having a really hard time picking San Francisco to cover this at two points. It sounds like you're much more confident uh, than I am. Are you thinking San Francisco wins by seven? What what are you seeing here? If I had to bet, I think they win by seven or more. I, I just think they're the more talented team. You and I were discussing last night. Uh, I think this is the most talented skill position group I've ever seen with Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Huszczyk, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. I just don't think the Chiefs are going to have answers for all of those guys. And because it's the Super Bowl, you don't have to worry about workload. So if you want to give Debo Samuel four touches out of the backfield and run him on some sweeps, go ahead and do that. If you want to give Christian yeah, McCaffrey yeah, 33 yeah. carries, why not? Yeah. Um, I got to tell you, I the 49ers kicking game, <laughs> that's, that is an X factor in this game. Will their rookie kicker, 
um, make his kicks it, because that, you know, it could be the difference between a one point game and a four point game. And I think I'm going to take Kansas city to cover this. And I, I, I can't believe it's a two point spread. I mean, <laughs> I, I just, I feel like, or not cover this. I'm picking Kansas city. Um, if I was picking San Francisco to cover, I'd basically be saying San Francisco is absolutely going to win. And I'm just not sure that I can say that. So reluctantly give me KC and mm. give me the over. Um, and sounds like you're Niners in the over. Are there any other little individual things that, that, uh, you like in this game? Like Travis Kelsey first touchdown. No, Brandon, Ayuk, Brandon, Ayuk first touchdown score. It's 11 to one on bet online, which one of my favorite bets. I love betting on who I think is going to score the first touchdown. Uh, mm. I got a bet here. Okay. Here's a fun one. Yeah. Five to one bet online. Will a team score over 40 points in this game? I kind of like, I think the 49ers just have a chance to just go nuclear on offense in this game. Um, so that could also, you could have some turnovers. Uh, wouldn't surprise me at all. I wouldn't take it. Well, it's five Sorry. to one. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, you can throw a couple bucks yeah. on it. I can you bet? Can we bet just on who scores first? Yeah. Touchdown first. Yeah, of course. Like which team? Sure. I think Kansas City is coming out fast in this. Oh, game. see, I, I think, think it's the opposite. I I, oh. I think it's San Fran. San Fran's so good on that opening drive. I think I would take them. Uh, I think KC is going to take the opening kickoff and go right down the field for a touchdown. That's what I think is going to happen. Seven nothing. Boom. There you go. That's what I would bet on. But that's just uh little fun stuff. Anything else sticking out uh, to you from this week, uh, either in the NFL or Super Bowl week? Just a lot of noise at the Super Bowl. I just, yeah. I just want to get to the game. By the time we get to Thursday and Friday, I'm just, I'm so tired of all of talking about the game. Frankly, I just get tired of all the coverage. I probably won't watch any of the pregame stuff. Uh, so I'm excited for the game. I will say one thing that I try to do every year before I bet and pick the game as I try to envision what the biggest storyline is coming out of the Super Bowl every year. And I will say that the Taylor Swift stuff is does make me a little concerned that maybe I picked the wrong team. Oh no. You serious? Well, I, I could just see that being a big national story. That's all Taylor Swift. She won. How many was it? 13 Grammys, 14 Grammys mm -hmm. the other night. Uh, Travis Kelsey gets a ring. Maybe Taylor Swift does too. Uh, any thoughts on the uh, uniform matchup here? What are we? Are the uh, Chiefs wearing their whites? I think so, aren't they? They're not doing the Reds again. Yeah. Wait a minute. Now you got me confused. I forgot. Hold on. Do we oh need? Gosh. We need to Google this. They got to Google. We know because the Chiefs wore their whites last year. Oh, we got Chiefs wearing their Reds. Oh, that sucks. Chiefs Reds 49ers whites is not near as good as that's what I was afraid of. That's what I thought it was, and that's exactly. I was hoping that you would just say no, no, it's not yet. Yeah. Chiefs red 49ers whites. Uh, meh. It's not listen, it's not a great, it's not a great Super Bowl matchup in, ter in terms of uniforms. Last year was but with so the much Niners better. wore their if the Niners wore their reds and the Chiefs whites, it's too much red. It's too much red. Oh, I, I like Chiefs Niners that way. Not plus this is the same uni matchup as 2019. And I'm sorry, this is not gonna go down in history as a classic. Super Bowl rivalry. It's it just doesn't have that. Uh no. Offense. Can I give you my final thought before we head out? Oh, uh, is that your way of telling me to let's yeah. quit talking about uniforms? Okay. Uh it's a good final thought. Happy birthday to our friend Chad Ryder. He sent me a nice little football that has a nice little cowboy logo to try to cheer me up 
the other day. He was yeah. feeling bad about his Packers beating my Cowboys. So he was trying to, to make me feel better. And he did. So shout out to Chad Ryder. Ryder. Happy birthday. I hope you're enjoying watching day three tight end uh, right now. Chad and I are such nerds, man. Next time he comes, um, I told him we're going to go to this really old dingy bar and we're going to watch a Packers Cowboys playoff game. The Packers and Cowboys have played all of these amazing games, right? But I want to watch the 1982 <laughs> one, like the least sexy of all of them. He's, he's like, it's yeah, right on, man. That's yeah, we, we are. We're, we're bad. We watch old Star Trek and compare notes on it too. So <laughs> anyway, that's enough for us. If you really want to nerd out on the Cowboys, you always know where to go. That's locked on Cowboys. Marcus holds that with Landon McCool. Give Landon a follow on Twitter and the other social media platforms. Also, Marcus does the uh, dynasty podcast still. Uh, on the Lockdown Network. I sound like it was a sinking ship. Like still, he's still on there. Um, still alive. You know, that podcast is doing great. And then uh, also writes for the 33rd team. He covers the Raiders for USA Today. Raiders Wire. He is at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. That's at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. And we will talk to you guys uh, after the Super Bowl. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Take care.